Welcome to P.S. You Are Loved, hosted by your girls, Serenity and Tanisha. We're two childhood besties who have been through it all. We'll be sharing ideas and stories about personal growth, self-love, and living your best life. And as always, if you haven't been told yet today, P.S. You Are Loved. Welcome back. It's your girl, Serenity. We are here with Tanisha, you know, your two BFFs. <laughs> and today we are getting on to the topic of, what are we talking about, Tanisha? We are talking about traveling as a female with be- and being single and as women of color. So we got all, all the different It's a triple threat all the intersectional pieces going on right here (laughs) yes yes layers on layers on layers of things yes so we're going to be providing you like tips and tricks some of our experiences and also just real talks about what you can expect but the whole message throughout all of this good bad ugly amazing is that every person but as we both identify as as women as females every woman needs to travel by herself or by themselves at some point in their life crucial period yes yes with a t yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so you start because you have had actually i think you've gone to definitely more provinces than i've gone to absolutely for sure this girl's been in like all the weird places and nobody knows about (laughs) Um, and I think you, I don't know if you've traveled abroad more than I have, but definitely nationally within Canada. So you start, share a little bit of places that you'd love to go to, um, that you would actually visit back. I'd love to know where you would want to go back. Um, if that's even a thing that you'd want to do and yeah, tell us more about your travel experiences. Cause you did a lot more of it solo actually than I have. Yeah. So my travel, it's funny because when I was younger, my older cousin traveled a lot with her boyfriend and I always was very envious. Um, you know, she's older than me, so obviously it made sense. But I was like, oh, when am I ever going to get to travel? Because I had all this debt, was, was working, just did not think that this was going to be a thing that I could possibly do. And then my, I remember my grandma told me, your time will come. And I, then I'd freak out and be like, but when? So <laughs> I just had to listen to her. <laughs> And then 2014, I was working a contract job. I had just broken up with the boyfriend at the time. The contract was ending. Um, a friend from university had done this thing called au pairing in Italy the summer before. And I had been messaging her because I watched her journey on Instagram and Facebook. So I messaged her. She got me in contact with the agency. And initially, I thought I was going to go to France. I was dead set on going to France and learning French. Mm. Practical. All I took French lessons, like all leading up to this, and it just did not work out. The only options at that point, because all the au pair jobs were done, was like a French ca- camp in the Alps, and it was like rugged, which I'm not about. <laughs> uh, I like to camp, but like glamp is more more me. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess this isn't happening. And then the alternative from the agency was going to Italy never on my radar, never, I didn't even really like pasta. I liked pizza, but like it was never (laughs) something that was on my (laughs) mind. Opposite for me. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, okay, I guess this is where I'm going, right? And it was close enough to France. And 
either way, the plan at the end of the summer that I was there was to go to France, to go to Paris. And that's where I was flying. This home is from. so crazy. I did not know the story. Really? By the way. Yeah. I had no idea. Like, I just thought you were going there because of the concert. Like, <laughs> I had no idea this was like what you wanted to do before you were even going abroad. Like, I well, thought that was just a part of the whole thing. So the concert that she's talking about is the end of this long story that we'll share. We both met up with each other very randomly, unexpectedly, and synergistically in Paris to go see Jay-Z and Beyonce live in concert. So yeah, we did that. (laughs) Putting a pin in that because that was freaking amazing. But yeah, the plan was to go to France. I mean, that, that Christmas, my little sister, she made a, like a saving tip jar um, labeled, you know, Tanisha's trip to France. Like the whole family was in on, like she's going to France. Wow. Did not work out. Was going to Italy. Um, didn't even know the part of Italy that I was going to. I was like, hey, whatever. And the, the thing that I was doing first was I was teaching at, at an English camp in Italy for little kids. So that's how it started. Right, right. And from there, I au paired with multiple families throughout the summer. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. So I, I've, I won't say that I've traveled alone in that I got on a plane and had cr- created an itinerary to be in a country for two weeks by myself. I haven't done that personally ever what I have done is I've gone and done different experiences without friends or family or people that I know usually it is with people you know whether it's working a camp you know volunteering but I'm always by myself with these new groups of people which I think is is to me more or less the same thing because if you're traveling by yourself you're trying to find friends in hostels and this and that right um but yeah the funny thing is though and I'm sure you can relate to this I come from a family of immigrants. You know, my, my grandparents came to Canada from Trinidad and Tobago and Guyana, uprooted their whole lives, probably didn't nobody know, know anybody here, everything. Brave, right? So here I am, 25, way older than they were probably when they came here, going to mm-hmm. Italy in 2015, not back in the 60s, okay? Not even by myself because I'm going with a program and they're freaking out. Who you, who you know in Italy? You even know any Italian? Where are you going to go do there? Are there any black people there? All this kind of fear, right? Literally. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. <laughs> I don't know any of these things, but I'm going to go. Um, first person in my family to really kind of just travel abroad in their mind randomly, which to me, it was very intentional. Um, and I had an amazing experience. It was tough. It was hard. And we're going to get into the real aspects of it. But the growth after that one summer and what it led to, which was the following mm-hmm. summer doing the same exact thing, but in Spain and volunteering in Ukraine and Germany the following year, then getting my dream job and traveling all over Canada, like you had said, for work and abroad, like just five years straight after that of just pure travel. Um, and that was because of the doors that I opened with this experience. So there's literally, I don't regret a thing as hard as it was sometimes um, and that's the whole point of leaping is it's scary, but it's always worth it in the end if you can take the lessons out of it. Absolutely. Like, so it's, yeah, it's so crucial. I think being able to just go somewhere foreign and just do you and whatever you looks like, it's, you know, explore places, listen to sounds, look at buildings, like just be immersed in somebody else's culture, whether they speak English or not is such a moving experience. Like you can't even relate this to going away for college. Like this is, it's not like that. It's, it's a 
higher, deeper, deeper level version of that, that you would, that you'd just be walking into, you know, and it's, it's something, it's cool. It's really cool. And what I'll say is that, you know, I'm sure you'll get into your story as well, but we both au paired. So we both, we have both worked abroad where, you know, we've, we've had to stay in hostels and hotels and all of that. And we'll get into that, but we both au paired, which means that we both lived with families, local families in whatever country. So for me, it was Italy and Spain for you. You did that as well in Canada. And it's different. It's different because again, you're not going out necessarily for dinner to try and find what you want to eat. You're, you're, living with a family you know it's so much more ingrained you're hanging out with their extended family you're going on trips with them I mean the 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 family that I spent the majority of my summer working with you know there were twins a girl and a boy they were 11 years old I had to go through an entire grade six curriculum with them because they had just had their first year in, in international school so I'm talking I mean math is universal but science English we had to read the book holes and do a book report we had geography we had a science experiment um, we had to do religion all in English after they just spent like only seven months learning. Um, and I didn't know any of this when I signed up to work with them. So it was completely like, okay, we're, we're getting in full on teaching mode. But, you know, they took me on, they took me with them on to uh, the island of Sardinia for their one month holiday, you know? So I was, I would have never, ever gone to Sardinia before that. And, um, you know, that was, that was when I finally got out of my shell kind of, and thanks to you, we'll, we'll share that story after. But, you know, when you're with locals like that, it's hard, it's tough because you are really, um, you're all up in everything about them. You don't really, unless you fight for it, you don't really have your own space. You don't really have your own crew, your own community. Um, but because of that, you get to see and experience things that you wouldn't as just a typical tourist. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely hear you on that. I mean, I remember when you were we were always talking like while you were away. So I remember you were like, they're taking me here. We're going there. And I'm like, girl, how did you make this happen? Like, this is so cool. How do I sign up for this? And that's what inspired me to want to do that the next year. Um, and I, I love that you fell in love with the whole experience because that was something that I related to. And I was like, okay, this is definitely a really cool job. You're not saving. You're not like, you know, do, making all the best moves, but you're definitely <laughs> living very presently. Like, yes. it's like, yes. okay, like I, I think... need to get to this place tomorrow. Okay, I need to make sure I eat rice tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't have, I, I ate, I was pretty lucky, honestly. And again, the clients I worked with, they were pretty well off. But again, I didn't make no money. Like, I think I, I think in Italy, right. I made 100 euros a week, a week. Mm -hmm. My sisters are babysitting a family friend. And they're getting a hundred dollars a day. Okay. So I made a hundred wow. euros a week. And then when I went to Spain, I made even less. <laughs> Again, it was a family right. that wasn't as well off, but I made 50 euros a week. And, but I got all my accommodations, all my food, you know, they, they dropped me off to all the places that I wanted to explore. So, you know, it's give and take, right? Right. Right. Yeah. No, I was, I was super excited to go to Italy. Um, I had, what did I do before Italy? I'm trying to think of like other places where I went. I went to Cuba for seven days. That was probably like my first solo trip out of the country, do my own thing. Um, I went to Australia for six weeks, but technically I was dating a guy and I wasn't alone. So I did plan the trip, but it was, it wasn't like I was by myself um, hanging out there, but Australia, if you can get there, girl, 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 if you could get there, um, you definitely want to be there for more than two weeks. 
you want to like explore you want to go as far into all of the different like provinces and like counties just everywhere like I went into the countryside I actually rented a car they -hmm. drive on the other side of the road as well um so that was a very first time scary (laughs) experience um but I what was one thing that I told myself when I went to Australia and it's such a small little like tiny detail in most places like places that I visit that are tropical or I don't want to use the word exotic, but um, I always want to go and see animals in their natural habitat. And of course I was like, kangaroos, everybody loves kangaroos. Like I need to go see kangaroos. I don't support zoos. I don't support captive animals. And I was like, I need to make this happen. And that was one of the things I told myself I was going to do before I left, when it, before I came back. And I got to do that. I was able to drive onto a, um, a psych kind of like building. It was like this place where a lot of people who had mental um, illnesses had lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, and these kangaroos, like I'm talking thousands of kangaroos literally oh. lived on the property. So, you know, you've seen those like videos where like there these Asian people are like feeding rabbits and then literally a million rabbits come around you. <laughs> this was me in like Australia. I don't know if anybody's seen that video. I'm telling you it exists. and this was me in Australia literally just chilling and they're literally laying out like this guy's got his legs stretched out he's scratching his itch like it was just the most surreal experience for me and that just came with being with the right people circling around with you know hanging out with locals um because I would not have you know rented a car and like drove to go do this like nude um life drawing thing in the middle of nowhere off of a Craigslist ad like what I go home and I tell my parents, like, this is what I'm doing. And they're like, you, so start again from the beginning. Yeah, like, it's just yeah. crazy. Um, but fast forward and I get to Italy and I had an amazing au pair, um, like, you know, my, my billet family, the people who I lived with, their kids were literally the only reason why I was like, I love Italy. Like they were so excited, excited. When I say like, this was a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. Wait, and, and the caveat the nine-year-old. is, the caveat is, I had met them the year before, and so another Canadian girl and I had worked with them, and so they wanted, they asked if I knew anybody who would be interested in connected serenity with them, and they were like bouncing off the walls, like yes, 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 yes. So I didn't, it didn't take long for me to be like approved the job. So the, I did this like Skype interview, and she's like, oh yes, perfect, perfect. So in my mind, I'm a teacher, like. I'm going to go there and teach them everything that I could tell them. So I brought curriculum workbooks with me. I had games assigned every day. I went on walks where they literally had to name all the things that they could see on like a nature walk to the park in English. And again, it's six and nine year olds. Okay. They do not, English is not their first language. They've maybe been in school for two, three years. The nine year olds, the six year olds, definitely nothing. And they're waking up every morning. So what's going on today? Like, I'm literally perked up. Like, I'm like, girl, like, I, can I get my espresso? Like, please, like, <laughs> like, what's going on? And they were just so eager to learn. And that was what really kept me going throughout the entire time that I was there. From there, I also flew in my little sister to come visit me in Rome for a week. And I took a week off and kind of went and did my own thing over there. But it was it was like a love-hate relationship. So I lived with this family and I was really, really cool with their kids, but they never really invited me out to go do anything with them. And it was weird because it's like they would go away for like a day or two 
and it would just be kind of like me and they'd be like oh yeah we just decided to go see grandma and I was like that's kind of weird like why didn't you say anything you know so a lot of my experiences were wrapped around loving their children but also what the hell's wrong with this family they also went as far as like measuring out my um my like my wine bottle to like see how much I was drinking every day and I was like oh my god what? I gotta get out of here I did not know yeah, that like I know that they commented yeah. on my eating because I eat a lot and then when I stayed with them they were like whoa this girl eats a lot and I do eat a lot even though I'm thin but I didn't know about the wine thing because I didn't drink but yeah I-, I saw a marker there was a black marker and you could literally see like the lines all the way down and I'm telling you, like, you could have wine, like, wine bought? and food. Yes, wine that I bought with my own money. Not even like they added it to their grocery list for me. Like, they're, I bought it. I brought it home. Oh. And they're measuring my alcohol intake. And what was weird was, like, they weren't an average Italian family either. Like, they didn't think, like, they thought you ate too much. And I mean, Italians love to cook and feed you. So it's yes. like, what do you mean she ate too much? This is, like, ridiculous yes. that you're even saying this. And they're like, I was like, what? She eats too much? So they complained about that. They obviously didn't, you know, take me anywhere that they were really going around and doing things. But they also didn't drink. Like, the husband would have, like, open a beer and drink, like, a few sips and then cork it back and put it in the fridge. Oh, wow. So... Yeah, so it was just them, they thought I was an alcoholic. I'm sure of it. Like, <laughs> to them, it was like, oh, my God, one bottle, one week. Like, excuse me? And I'm like, bro, you opened this beer eight days ago. Like, it's probably <laughs> flat. Like, what's happening? So it was just weird. It was just really, really weird, really weird vibes. When I told them I wanted to do a nude photo shoot with a photographer, they freaked out. And basically was like, this is going to end up back on my family. So I was like, all right, no problem. Like I'm not doing any photo shoots, which kind of dampened my whole party because I was like, I'm going abroad. I can't really make too much extra money, but mm-hmm. I'm a nude model. Like I can work anywhere. So not being able to do that left a sour taste in my mouth, but I still have to live with you, cook with you, chill with you, learn from you, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just the whole vibes was like really, really off. And when I finally made like a really cool friend, I was leaving like a week later. So that also leads up to like what was going on with my leaving too, because I basically got bullied in the school playground by a like random kid who decided to start throwing rocks at me. And after I'm telling the kid like, stop, stop, stop. It's not funny. Please stop. Please stop. He did, you know, ignored me. Didn't want to pay attention. And then when another parent called him out on it, grandma comes over and she's like he said he didn't do it like what are you talking about why are you talking to my kid like this so I got frustrated because I was like what do you mean he said he didn't do it like that doesn't make any sense I am telling you this is what your child is doing you're responsible for him you need to keep him on a leash this is not okay Mm -hmm. grandma's arguing back and forth and I said I'm like you know what I'm just gonna go home I grabbed my girls we walked back you know they were just like I told them to stop I told him to stop. I told him not to do that, but he wouldn't listen to me. So they saw what happened. The little girls. Yeah. They saw what happened. And fast forward, we get home and the billet family that I'm staying with, my host family is just like, you're stronger than that. You shouldn't let him hurt you. He's a child. And I was like, no, what he did was wrong. Wait, in terms of how you reacted or like why? In terms of, in in terms of why I was upset. Like they were just like, I don't understand why you're mad. Like, you know, the kid is, you know, maybe he made a mistake, you know, maybe he thought it was funny and it was like, but it wasn't. And I'm upset about it. And now you're not even consoling me. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen another like black person who's not 
homeless or a refugee. Yep. So now it's like, I felt like I was a low, like a level below them. Like I wasn't on their level when it came to my being a human being, you know, like, oh, it's okay. You're the adult here. You should not. So I wrote, I remember calling my then boyfriend and just, he was like, just write, just write down how you're feeling. And I wrote a letter to myself and I was just like, right now it feels like this and this and this. And it's recently I actually wrote that letter again because I was looking for something and like Italy came up and I was like, I was really hurt. You know, like I was, I was, I was really hurt, not even angry. I was just really hurt by how they reacted. And Italy has just always been an off place. You know, it's just always like, all right, that was the experience, whatever. And I knew what I had to look forward to with other trips and other places, but my experience there was just not good. Like just totally, totally not okay. But I mean, it didn't stop me from continuing to explore and continuing to find, you know, my kind of my footsteps and like what works for me and checking out places and looking for things ahead of time so that, you know, I know where I'm going and things that I want to check out. Um, And that also led into like going to more concerts because I never was really a concert goer. Like it was weird. I never really like went to concerts as a kid. Um, But after that experience, it was like, no, like go out world. Like even if you have to do it by yourself, Let's just hold on for a second here. I'm about to. We, I'm listening. I'm okay. listening. Please. So here we are. I'm in Italy. Okay, this is a year before it happened to you. Okay, I'm in Italy. I actually have the um, two notebooks that I was gifted before my trip that I used as my journaling. So I have my entire Italy experience in these two books here, which I will one day maybe turn into a book. Because um, my experience was really positive, except I had I also had a few interesting experiences that were pretty awful um, with my host family. One of which was on the weekends, I could do whatever I want, wanted. Like the father of the host family literally did not give two shits about me, whether I was there, here, or there, dead alive. He didn't give a crap. Um, the mom was a little bit better. Honestly, it was the kids that cared about me. The son, the, the twin boy, he would always be like, where's Tanisha? You know, who's that person? Like he was my person. So anyway, <laughs> he was your advocate. He was my advocate. So we're hanging out with some of their family friends because they, they took me places and the little girl, they're not listening to me. I'm not, I'm kind of off, right? I'm just kind of like talking to the right. other nanny of these other kids and they're playing soccer in this other family's house. And I'm telling, oh, maybe this is not a good idea. Don't do that. The parents, I don't know where they are. They're probably drinking somewhere else. The, the little girl runs into the couch and breaks her baby toe. Okay. This is a family. These kids are 11. They play like almost professional level golf. Like they went to golf camp. They go to ski camp. Like this is, this is rich, rich, rich family. So the fact that she's injured now is like the worst thing ever. Somehow it's my fault because I should have been watching them, even though I told them to stop and I wasn't on duty. So now the mom hates me. Um, and I'm like, you know what, whatever. It's a weekend. So I go to Venice. So I'm now I'm actually traveling by myself. I have a clear head. I had an amazing time in Venice with new people living in a hostel. It was awesome. Come back somehow the kids have lice now i'm there yes i i'm there with my brown skin and and big like twist extensions right because i'm abroad i'm not going to do my hair every single day at least that's how i felt at the time so they are accusing me of bringing lice into the house and to the point where I was like, well, I'm totally fine to use whatever shampoos. Like, I, I, I don't know how I could have lice. You know, I was in the hospital, hostel. They didn't have any signs, whatever, whatever. And they're like, no, you can't wa- just wash your hair. You have to cut off your, your twists. And I'm like, 
what? And they're adamant about this shit, right? I'm devastated because I, so far, have been having a, a relatively good time. And now they're accusing me of bringing lice into the house, telling me I have to cut off my hair. They didn't really give like a repercussion, but it kind of felt like that pressure was there. So I call right. home and I'm crying. I'm like, I've made a mistake because at this point I had had the opportunity with the group of international people that I was working with at the camp before I started working with this family, they all ditched their, their au pair families because they were all kind of crazy. And they decided to spend two weeks in Barcelona. So all the friends that I've been working with for a month from Britain, from Canada, from the U S you know, we partied together, all this stuff. They're all having the time of their life in Barcelona. And I'm here in this small town by myself, no <laughs> friends in Italy with this family accusing me of having lice and telling me to cut off my hair. So obviously I'm like, what the hell universe what is going on remember what i told you like well, how do you remember that i oh my god i remember you calling me that's such a terrible friend i remember you calling me telling me that <laughs> i think i got the end of the story because i definitely didn't get the whole build up like how you ended up leaving blah blah whatever um but I remember you calling me telling me like, yeah, like they're telling me that I brought lice here and like, I got to cut my hair. I'm like, Tanisha, you're not fucking cutting your hair. <laughs> what do you mean you got to cut your hair? She's like, they're telling me I have to. I was like, no, 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 no. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Who are these people? I'm like, I was, I was, first of all, I'm like, this has got to be a prank because how is it possible you could be in somebody's home and they're like, well, we got to chop your hair up. <laughs> yep. You don't even know me. Like what? So I was just, yeah, I was, I remember you calling me crying. Yes. <laughs> like, I really I thought I had laughing. no, I had no, I, I honestly believe I had no options. Like looking back now, it's like, if my sister called me about that, I would also be laughing. I'd be like, you're not fucking cutting your hair. Like, what the hell are you talking about? But I genuinely was like, I like, I'm so many, I'm so far away from home. These people have all my belongings. Like where else am I going to go? you know, yeah. stupid, stupid yeah. stuff. You seriously thought like you were going to have to cut your hair. And I was just like, this cannot be the only option. Like we got to get you in a hospital somewhere. <laughs> like you need to, you need to roll out. <laughs> you know, and at the end of the day, I think what ended up happening, if I'm, I, I think I blocked the majority of this out, but I ended up having to have like a really, like you had actually told me to have a very mature, assertive conversation with the mother because she started hating on me, right? Like she would just get like pissy, like at the yeah. of a switch and just be really bitchy towards me for like no reason at all. You know, they'd spend hours and hours and hours at the hospital and I'd have to take care of the son way over the hours that were contracted. And he was fine. He was fed if he was happy, you know, and then one day they came home and um, I, I was making this really nice card for the daughter to welcome her home. And so the mother comes in with the daughter and I'm like, oh, hi, Eladia, how are you, Lola? And I was like, oh, one second, I have something for you. So I literally left her for two seconds. The mom, the mom was like, oh, just watch her. She's 11. She's, she's got a cast on. She's not going anywhere. So the mother comes right. back into the house and sees me not with her because I'm downstairs in my room getting the card. Flips her fucking lid, screaming at me. I told you this. This is your job. Blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm like shook, right? And I try, I'm trying oh to show her, God. but I just make this thing. And she did not want to hear it. And the daughter heard all of this and I, you know, kind of gave the daughter her card very sad. And then she kind of talked to her mom. And afterwards I had that intense conversation like, hey, I don't know what's going on with you, but I, like, something needs to change or else I have to go. And I have all this stuff planned for your kids. We have so much more things to do. I don't want this to be the case. And she was like, no, it's not your fault. Like I just quit smoking and da, 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 da. And all this is so stressful. So psycho. 
for the most part, it started to be okay. We went to Sardinia for the month. Again, the dad did not give two shits about me. And think about this. You're living with a family and you're teaching their kids English, okay? You don't think you're going to learn some Italian? So they would talk about whatever they're talking about at the dinner table in Italian. And mind you, when I went to Italy, I didn't even have an English to Italian dictionary. Like I had to get it at the airport. Like that's how bad I was, okay? <laughs> I'm prepared. But I was learning a lot. So by the time it's two, three months past, and I'm in Sardinia, we're having a family dinner outside. And as soon as I go to grab the salt at dinner, so does the dad. And I literally just happen to grab it like half a second before he does, right? And he's, he's upset. Oh, and the mom's like, oh, what? what happened? What happened? And he started speaking in Italian. Oh, she took the salt from me. And, he's, and she, he's like, the mother is like, who are you talking about? And he was like, her, her, her. And then I'm hearing all of this. And so I very calmly bring the salt to him and respond to him very clearly in very good Italian at that point, because I had met a couple of friends who really helped me out. <laughs> and the whole table was silent. It was the day <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Thank you, bitch. Um, oh my God. But yeah, they told me they had to cut my hair and I was like, I'm not doing that. And it wasn't until I got to Sardinia and had a breakdown again and called you and was like, I have no friends and this family hates me. And you were like, girl, I hear salsa music in the background. Go out. <laughs> I literally did say that. Because <laughs> there was. We literally were living beside like a club. And I was off duty. She's like, put on your dress. Go to that club. And I met a, a recently divorced, very free uh, like woman, this blonde woman. And her son was uh, Italian, but he had lived in Australia. So he knew English. And he was the same age as me. We became friends. And from that moment on, I did my job. And then I was gone. <laughs> yeah. Partying every yeah. day. Yeah, no joke. No, I am. Oh my god, I definitely remember that story. I definitely do. Such good memories. I mean, this is not to bash like becoming an au pair. I think it's the best thing I ever did. Um, leaving my, you know, where I live, going somewhere new, working with other kids. You just become so humble in so many ways when you are immersed in somebody else's culture. So I, I strongly, strongly recommend going abroad by yourself au pair or no au pair there's so many different agencies that are out there that do support this type of you know work um and even other skills like you don't have to you know be working with kids maybe you love to garden or maybe you love to you know cook and you can literally work in spaces other spaces um and do you know like a trade-off so i i don't knock it i think hostels are freaking amazing um one of the companies that i usually use if i'm going to stay at a hostel is called hi-fi H-I and then the number five and I normally always always book through them mm. um and yeah just hostels changed my life like I lived in a hostel for almost a month when I first moved to England like mm. I was I was like this is what I'm gonna do I just I, this is how I make friends um this is how you learn you know how to get around is by being with other people who are also asking these questions you know um, so that was really, really, really cool experience. It's not cheap <laughs> as no. much as it's cheaper than a hotel, <laughs> uh, when you have to, you know, cook food is when you have to like buy food and like, obviously, you know, entertain yourself and like all these other things. So it was just, it was, it was cool. And then I ran out of money a year later and, um, had to like not stay in England. And I just, it was, it was, came home. I loved England and then I also did not love it. I was so happy when you came home. You have no idea. <laughs> Selfishly. But I wanted to share. So you and I have traveled a lot 
separately. We've, we've also traveled quite a bit together, which I also highly recommend everybody does. Travel with your best friend or a close friend. Yes. And even just, just you and that best friend. Like, I love group travel and, like, maybe, like, you know, double date travel. But there's some, especially when you're single and young, there's something about traveling with your best friend that's, like, it, nothing can yes. compare to that. Yeah. So even when you're not single, like, yeah. do your girl's trip. Like, do it. Yes. Yeah. Even yeah. when you're a mom, Costa like, Rica was freaking awesome. <laughs> make it a priority. So when we went, went up with each other in Paris, we just had so much fun. It was, it was, it was different because I think we were both used to like having our own schedule and doing whatever we wanted when we wanted. And now we had someone to be accountable to. Um, Coordinate. But, exactly. But one thing that I want people to kind of be aware of you know, if you're single or not, whether it doesn't matter, but a, a traveling young female and then a female of color. Some things that I ran into were, you know, I would be out at the outside club party in Sardinia and some of these Italian men would, you know, they, they, well, they'd harass me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I guess it's pretty common no matter where you go, but when you are kind of alone and you're traveling like that, I remember he asked me a question. I was dancing, having a good time, you know, talking to some other friends, turned over to talk to him in my, in his ear. And then he just turned and kissed me like, just, just like that, which is harassment because I didn't ask for that. Right. But, but the, the fucked up thing is I would like pull away and be all upset or whatever. And then he'd be like, what, what happened? You don't like me? What's going on? What did I do? Like now it's on me. Like I'm, causing some kind of an issue and that happened a lot not the kissing but like them being upset that I was upset that I didn't like right 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 like you're not inviting this like what do you mean like no I don't want you touching me um and then you know something that we I also ran into is when I went when I met you in Paris you told me I had to take out my braids (laughs) so you could tell me to take (laughs) out my braids but not the Italian family (laughs) because she had this vision of us having afros in Paris which was awesome. The best photos ever. <laughs> just saying, if you could see my body movements right now, just saying. It was, it was, it was a lot of we work. We were epic at the concert. We okay, should have so been back this, up with this concert. You gotta give them some details. We keep bringing it up, but we're not explaining it. Um, it's the Jay-Z Beyonce concert. Probably the best moment one of the best moments, top moments of my life. And not just because it was Jay-Z Beyonce, but because it was Paris. It, because it was, I had told myself at the beginning of that summer that I was going to get to that side of the world to meet you because you had planned on going and I had no idea how I was going to get there. And I tell you right now, like manifesting is so real. Law of attraction is so real. I spoke about it at the beginning of the summer and I ended up meeting this crazy guy who was planning to go to Europe and decided that he was going to take me with him. And that's literally how I ended up in Europe. There's a whole long, long story in the middle there, but I'm just going to make it short and get to, get to the, you know, the, the other side of the pond and book my ticket, call Denisha and I'm like, I'm in Europe and I'm coming to the concert. So let's figure out what we're doing with our tickets and we going. And she's like, what do you mean you're in Europe? Yep. I spoke to I had you no yesterday. Idea. <laughs> no idea. You were on the beach naked. Like, what do you mean Europe? 
And I'm like, yeah, I'm here. So I'm going to see you. What, what's the date? Like, I was like, can you book me a ticket too? Like, it was hilarious. And of course, I'm full of surprises. Like, this is just what I do to yes. you on yeah, a regular basis. <laughs> and I just realized that I have a pattern of doing that. I didn't realize that before this, <laughs> <laughs> which is even more messed up. And yeah, so like we get to Paris and we have settled in, we bought our outfits. We're like matching, but not matching. Like we know, people know like we must be together. Like we must be sisters, like this is our outfit. And (laughs) we pick out our afros, like literally I'm talking Angela Davis. Big. Shit, like just huge, huge, huge afros. (laughs) And get to the concert, get our seats. Well, 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 before you even got the seats, we both had different tickets, okay? And our tickets, our seats were like almost on opposite ends of the friggin' stadium, okay? So talk about, about talk about second level manifesting. We were like, we're going to sit together somehow. We didn't even really think about it, I think, until we got there. And we were like, oh, shit, we're not even sitting together. <laughs> right. Right. And then yeah, we... I did forget about that. I think we went with my seats or something because it was more central. And we were just like, you know what? There there was actually some open spaces around our seats. We're like, well, no, we'll just stay here until they kick us out. Nobody. Right. Until they make us move. Nobody. And nobody came. <laughs> nobody did anything. And we were the baddest bitches because I'm telling you, I don't know who goes to a Jay-Z Beyonce concert and sits down. Yeah. But for some reason we happen to be, we're, I'm not going to say anything inappropriate, but like we were just, we weren't with people who looked like us. No. Let's just, let's just put it that way. And, <laughs> and probably did not have our story of how they ended up there to make this moment the most moment. <laughs> so precious. Like, how dare you come to a Jay-Z Beyonce concert and sit down? Like, you don't get to sit down. No, this is, you don't do that. So Watch that from your we house. Are, <laughs> we are standing up. We're in heels. We have the biggest afros you've ever seen. <laughs> and people are mad. <laughs> people are mad about it. Like, we are dancing. We are standing. Like, we did not come here to sit down and wrap underneath our breasts. Like that's not what we came here to do. So <laughs> needless to say, we made a scene. Needless yeah. to say, plenty of people tapped on our shoulders, telling us to sit down, asking us to sit down. And it was like, I'm sorry. Like we're gonna hang out kind of in the aisle, but when people come for us, we gotta go back in. Yeah. And that's basically how we did the concert. Like think about and it. Like we walked home. Your song is playing live and one of your musical heroes is on and you're with your best friend traveling the world ending an epic summer you're gonna you're gonna dance you're gonna stand up and let loose but I don't even think we didn't even really drink like we weren't we were just high on the moment and then we were like yeah we don't feel like paying for a taxi to go back home so yeah we walked home in our heels slash barefoot (laughs) (laughs) slash barefoot more barefoot than heels at like 11 12 (laughs) o'clock at at midnight or that time not even truly oh, in Paris. We were yeah. in some weird northern suburb. Like it was yeah. a mission to figure out where we were from where we came from. Like I don't even remember how we got home. Yeah. Anyway, it was yeah. awesome. <laughs> best experience ever. <laughs> that is a bestie thing to do. Like fly to the other side of the world, go to a concert, and figure walk home barefoot. <laughs> Get your life together. I feel like that's what I we used it. to do in Toronto anyway so like why not do it yeah sort of (laughs) sort of but you know what definitely we've 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 traveled to costa rica you know we've we've done so many different things and there's just we actually had a whole we i think i don't know if we can find it but we we did a whole video on youtube about traveling with your natural hair 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in the airport on our last day in Paris <laughs> before you flew to London, yeah. and I went to Toronto. Yeah. Um, it, there's there is a lot to consider, but honestly, the the the, the rewards of traveling with your best friend, even just traveling by yourself, like I, we both have people, contacts, friends in so many different parts of the world now because of that. Like it's mm-hmm. there's no downside, and you know they say that there's this quote, travel is the only thing that you buy that makes you richer and richer on so many levels yes it's worth it yes I love that I love that so much I definitely I was the one I am the wild child in my family I didn't do things by the book and I kind of was just like this and I'm still this very free bird and that's one of the things that I loved about like when it started it just kept snowballing and I was like all right I gotta go to this place and that place and even the first year after I got married I felt like I was a little bit trapped Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other conversation. It was just immediately after we got married. It was like we landed home and something shifted. And I was like, I need to travel as far away from here as possible <laughs> for as long as I can. I was not on the honeymoon phase. I'm not even going to lie. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. Um, but I literally, that maybe the first half of that like part of our life, I was like away for like, I wasn't home for more than two weeks. Like, I literally was, like, home for two weeks. I'm, like, okay, I'm gone to this place. Home for two weeks. I'm, like, okay, I'm gone. And, yeah, just travel has always been a part of me. And I feel like it's just, it's allowed me to to really find myself. Like, I feel like, you know, when I feel like I need to go somewhere else from where I am, it's just for me to, like, refocus and, like, reset and come back to myself so that I can come back to my environment. You know, it's almost like unplugging, you know, for me, like, digital detoxing. Me, for me, it's, like, leaving my scene. Like, just get out of Dodge and come back and, you know, kind of feel more with yourself. So that's why I can't wait. I mean, for multiple, multiple reasons, obviously I can't wait for COVID to be over because I've been feeling like in a stuck, in a stuck place, you know, when you're building your business, when you're an entrepreneur, self-employed, like you don't get vacation time. Right. So traveling, I haven't traveled for pleasure in like four years, everywhere I've gone has been for work or working. Right. So I just feel like such an old person not to like bash anybody who's elderly, but I go to bed pretty early or like, I just, I feel like I'm such a homebody and I miss the energy and the excitement of that time. I don't want to say being younger or whatever, just that how I felt. I felt like there was so much opportunity um, and I need to get that back. And so the second this is over, we are planning a trip and I, cause I just want to like go to a a club, go to a bar, go to, not even anything like that crazy, but just go out and be out till three in the morning and not care. Like not care. Yeah. Live your life, you know? Yeah. Just, I don't even, I'm not even trying to go buck wild. I just want to be like, sort of out. Sort of wild. (laughs) Hot girl summer, you know? Exactly. (laughs) But you know what? We want to hear, we want to hear what travel stories you have, you know, what, what are some really great things that you've run into, some really challenging moments that you've run into, um, whether that's money. Thankfully, I'll say that I've never, knock on wood, um, missed a flight um, or had my luggage lost. So I'm, with all the traveling I've done, that's pretty friggin' like incredible. That is cool. That is really cool. But um, all of these experiences just make you make you better, make you stronger. You know, I've had car accidents while traveling. I had to deal with insurance. Like I've had those kind of experiences you know, meeting up with old friends who have expectations and like how you have to manage those expectations. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) But, uh, 
the eye roll. That's a whole other conversation. But yeah. I want to know if you are leaving comments and you are listening to this, because I know somebody is. I know a couple of my clients are tuned into this, so I'm super, super grateful for you. And I know when you hear this, you'll hear my voice. Um, I want to know what places you have gone to that you love and um, some of like your highlights of those places that you've gone to. I'd really love to hear other people's stories. I love traveling, so I'm always, always down to suggestions. Um, and I love kind of exploring other people's suggestions like when I go to those places you know like and feel like oh is it like how she imagined it was you know like just want to know like what I kind of lived through that experience that they did um so I'd love to hear more of your stories and like things that you've been able to do and if you haven't traveled mm. um, and are looking for tips or want to know more about it please even comment that because we would love to follow up with more specific things that we could talk about if you want us to expand more on our traveling adventures absolutely and don't forget to rate review and subscribe and again as always if you haven't been told yet today p.s you, you are, are loved, loved. <laughs> bye <laughs>